0: Hi, this is Test Three. picking up uh, uh, Delilah's book, Delilah Stone. This, I ended chapter three, and now this is part two, chapter two. Chapter two. She doesn't know that I know what she did this time. A real whopper has occurred. Another scandal and mortification process has been reported where the shame eats another coat of iron off my cold, steel-damaged hull. Ugh. The details are unraveling slowly, but surely another shitstorm mess of cacophony involving casts of thousands and, of course, with our mom as the star. Poor Delilah can't get any attention, even on her deathbed. Get up, let's go to the mall, mom says to Delilah, who can now barely pet her kitties. Mom, look, do you see how weak I am? I've got cancer, I don't feel good. She says in the Buddha voice, Oh, stop complaining, you gotta get up, she says. I have to intervene to distract mom with food before she starts eating her dying daughter off the sofa. Christ. Cookie, I interrupt, reaching for the chips ahoy. We have to sit wrapped, listening. Two weeks ago, Dragon Mom, who is now 99, confessed to me that she had lost her rings, the last of the three gold diamonds. I knew all about it from my siblings, but I wanted to hear her side of the nonsensical story. Of course, she tells the absolute longest drawn-out story, every boring detail where I want to stab myself before she gets to the point. She insists on a captive audience, and is relentless. Well, where shall I start? Well, a month ago, Mike, he's a nice guy, I asked him to do a few things for me. Mike who? I said. Mike. Oh, he lives down in Mabel and Jackie's house. They fixed it up after those kids did dope in her living room. He's nice. I gave him some coffee. But I had to call the police because the last of my three gold diamond rings were gone when he was gone. I looked everywhere for them, and they're gone, so I called the police, and they knew all about that guy. Feeling completely puffed up and satisfied with her heroic actions, being in complete synchronicity with the cops, she moved on with her story. Well... Then I called the insurance company and filed the claim for what I paid for the rings, she crooned in so sad a voice, knowing I fumed because they were so beautiful. Good, I said. They denied the claim, saying I had an $800 deductible. Oh, then I thought about it and called them back and filed a new claim as if I hadn't filed the first one. Oh, getting alerted to around the whodunit first examination, and the guy said, hey, I just talked to you and you were denied, and I said, Sure I was, because you didn't tell me to add on the appreciation value of that gold, and now it's three times what I paid for it. So you should have listened to me the first time, she said. And? He said, Hey, you're trying to get around your deductible. And I said, Sure I am. What do you think insurance is for? And she coyly tilted her head on the phone, I imagined. And what did he say this time? I couldn't believe my ears. Nothing. I don't know. He has to get back to me. I told him to go tell his bosses now he can try to cheat me out of my claim and see what they all have to say about that. I'll give him two weeks and now I'll give all those bastards not tell me the value and try to screw me out of my claim. She said in a breathless stream of hurling strong accented language coated with green liver bile. "'Okay, ma'am. Great. Now you have something to work on. See ya. Bye,' I said hurriedly and hung up. I checked on her every few days by trying to get the gist of what she's doing, not because I care, but because I'm just trying to see how many people she has involved this time and how big the backpedal is going to be. Always the same, always a scandal and upsetting.' I got the box of chocolates call from my brother who says he always calls me. Surprise. It was Valentine's Day. When it's a call from him, I always think it's a call that Mom has passed away, dead. He doesn't see his distance. He said that the phone... he said that the police called me about Mom, but it's all good news. Ooh, I relaxed my tense shoulders and thought about how good it would be to be a black diamond back ape and get everybody to scratch me. The doctor and the police have to work collaboratively because the police have asked the doctor to determine if she has sound judgment. <laughs> I never heard my mother evaluation and judgment in the same sentence before. Alleluia, somehow, finally, thank you Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Here's the gist of what really happened. My siblings each verified the following story. In real life, our town police had made a courtesy call to the house. Warning our mother, Emmeline, of the man in Mabel's old house. He was a squatter. He had been stealing from everyone a laptop here, jewelry there, and they said, Now, Emmeline, if he comes to the door, say no and slam the door shut, the policeman said. Wasn't that wonderful and sweet? I could only imagine their little soft Irish faces, those grateful, those young kids in blue. Yet she had garnered a bit of respect for being so damn old. She's loved about town, and people are always glad to see her. Being with her now is like being with her then, trailing behind with us kids being completely ignored. When she turns 99, there were 12 when she turned 99, there were 12 birthday parties. My sister had to go to each one or be shamed by mom again. Oh, the cops said not to let Mike in," they told her. They told her no." But what did Emmeline do? She half-footed right over to Mike's house, squatting in her friend Mabel's old house, and asked him over to her house for coffee.) <laughs> She went over to get a little juiced up. Have a little excitement, I guess. Not knowing, all she had to do was stuck her fucking finger in the light socket standing in the bathtub. When I questioned her, she said, Oh, I figured he probably couldn't cook in there, so a nice cup of coffee might ought to do him good, Mom said. But Mom... Oh, those cops don't know anything, she flared. Oh, you're so blessed to still have your mom here at 99, the general population croons. So sweet. They think of their own mom and they whimper. Lovely. How many times does she insist we rise to her glory? On the phone is close enough for me right now. "'Well, I heard you finally are getting some good therapy "'back there in the Arctic Circle. "'I'm so happy for you,' I chirped sincerely. "'Yeah, there were four here yesterday and two already today. "'Why, they can exercise me now. "'I won't have to do a damn thing. "'Already that young man came, "'and my feet feel so much better,' she said. "'Great,' I said.' I don't have to go to the hospital or nothing. They come to me, and I could see her puffing up and getting all big. Great, you avoid the cold. I said she's gaining momentum. Yeah, I said I'm the reason they got their car. They said I'm the reason they got their car going this morning. ha, <laughs> ha. Thank God, now, nah. well, you can go and have some company, too, trying to, yes, to have a write Obama about his false birth certificate, the ass files are trying to hurt him, but I have to answer them. Great, that's why I said, bye, Mom, bye-bye. was well, me, to me, should care, the, I think, but everyone else does, but why don't you care? You just want to shut me up. Well, I don't want to shut up. I'm, I No, I don't want to shut up. I just want you to rest and not get upset, and I want you getting agitated, and I, I said my own... I have my own views, I said calmly. Well, what are your views? What are you hiding, she wants to know. Well, that's okay. I prefer to keep to myself because you just want to hear yourself talk and make some speech I'm supposed to listen to. Well, yes, if you tell me something you think and I can tell you all about it and I can help you talk you out of it. And by the way, you shouldn't tell others what I think. Mom knows she's very important in her world. She gets angry. I don't see this and build, build it for her the way she thinks the world should be. The queen herself would have a hard time getting Emmeline, our mom, in line. Well, I gotta run the dog, catch, I gotta catch my dog puking on the floor, crouched, ecstatic on the cell phone. I can't stand the arrogance and I hang up. Chapter 3 The Second Month Visit BFF from high school and I dragged in the lumpy load I brought from California. What the hell am I doing? I wondered out loud, but no one answered. On the first trip, I unloaded the big travel bag, delivering all kinds of personal goodies to the sweet Delilah, who never had much from anyone in life and she enjoyed the gift so much. Ho, 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 ho. The tape player was set up the first night, making it possible to sit and let her rip. My sister doesn't want to die. It's awful that the fucking lung tumor cantaloupe cantaloupe grew my routine solidifies to meditation that is enjoyable and helps to keep me centered every day is the same wake and stretch in the green curtain light grateful for the black rug that goes up my wall next to me covering the floor and wall cool great for warmth clever are the poor it's a good it's good when i fall on my side and i have a wall there to use to catch me Great insulation, I'm alive, I'm glad. I listened for the TV to see that she got up today. Someday I'm gonna wake up to hear no TV. That would mean she's passed and did did not get up at five or six as usual. She would be in bed having passed on and I would walk down the hall to find her cold and stiff. Thankfully not today, the TV is blaring so I rise slowly and carefully thoughtfully to the news reporter, aghast as usual, so off to the bathroom routine of washing, teeth brushing, loving that face in the mirror, which increasingly looks older than I remembered. These are the pleasures I love. The clothes I put on over my hand made lotion on my lovely skin. I dressed for coffee and my e-cigarette. I keep my my routine outside, outside, outside for fresh air, nicotine, water vapor. Capture the opaque swirl of stream off that cup, and suck it up my nostrils. Yup. I love this feeding the doggies, sitting so quietly, sitting on the chair, so gone in happiness of that woven moment, not unlike others, but original in placeness healing space in me. Everything gets massaged into being as my dogs. What's up for today, I wonder. Who is Delilah to have lived? She said, I was born to do these lessons in life and I always knew it. These are direct quotes. Such a hard life. Who would fucking choose to do that? I felt sorry for her that she hadn't really had a chance to live fully herself, yet here that yet here she was going to die. It seems she missed a chunk of life. The living love part. What am I doing here? I don't know too much about her sins. Am I being punished too? I don't consider her I don't consider myself her confessor. I consider myself more of a, a fourth wall, her direct audience whom she looks in the eye. That was me. I knew that she was wise and I had problems accepting that. I felt heading there that she had already been there long ago. She just stood, and I honored that. Delilah says she took it all on when she was a child, knowing she wasn't wanted right at birth by either of her parents. Delilah says she felt this, she knew this, her dad wanted a boy. At the end of the war, when she ran to her daddy returning from World War II down the long, dusty trail next to the fence post where the horses ran free, hollering and crying. Daddy, Daddy, arms outstretched, her daddy, thin, staggering, sweating in that Connecticut hot tobacco son and a wife deep beater t shirt looking down at his feet, shuffling and walking right on past his little Delilah girl, and he didn't even acknowledge her or even see her. Broken hearted forever. No one told her that dad was the walking dead, alcoholic, and would scream nonsense into the nights. She suffered that pain from World War II. After a short time of reunion and steamed vegetables from the garden, both mom and dad took off for work. Delilah chose to stay with her grandparents. She got to stay at a warm, comfrey, comfy house with aunties and loving, fat grandparents. She had a good life. She could hug them and fold into their arms. She was pretty, so pretty, looking at her photos, though she had a different father than me, I used to think. How come she is so pretty and I'm not? Was she ever in love? Well, yes, she says, like all women. She experimented, always hoping to get the right one of those 15 times over. She looked. She experimented. She tried. She flirted. She made herself available, came to the table with honest desires to love and be loved. She gave to everyone she knew, and what she had most was love. It didn't cost money, and it had a deep well. She tried to find a dad for her boys. She needed help. It went to men to help her raise them. What did I ever think was going to happen here, she wondered, to no one listening. A true American love story she told was a story about a Puerto Rican migrant worker she wanted to run away with. while she was living at mom's house at 15 years old. It was over this man that she developed a solid anti-racial theology, morality, and politique. The Puerto Rican worker was her first love, a decent man to treat, treat her kindly after her rape by the fat fucker who lived in the front apartment where we lived. In a, in a parent trap. hope, hope, No. In a parent trap, her mom allowed Delilah to ask him to dinner so she could attack and humiliate him. She demanded to know if he had any nigger blood, as this would be the spoiler. No, no, the dark teenager defended himself. To our covered in black grease, our mom monkey. After a yelling fight match, the two teens walked for hours and decided not ever to see each other again. They accepted the heartbeat heartbreak that people would destroy them. Colored and white would not work, and my sister felt a great sense of injustice heaped upon her head, and she balked hard. She had seen the beautiful German shepherd dogs attacking the blacks trying to cross the bridges from Montgomery to Selma. She was 16. She saw the news of people running for their lives and asking for freedom in a country that said we already were. She took up causes naturally with unbridled joy in her heart as a woman she could see she could side against injustice to blacks blacks were being killed everybody knew that and she didn't accept that delilah felt in her soul she had nothing to lose and stepped up her character development taking value lessons from dr king and walter cronkite who in those days had complete control of the CBS news program. Thank God, because after this time, that was the last time there was any truth telling on TV. Americans didn't like seeing blacks hosed, lynched, shot and chased with boys being brought home in a box from somewhere in Vietnam. But liking darkies was not Delilah's biggest problem in the white town where she lived in 1957. Because of sickness, she got by living with mom. Delilah fell down laughing a lot. The pneumococcal meningitis left her crippled. Any emotional experience had caused her to last laugh her ass off and faint. It was hilarious, but it wasn't funny at school. People thought she was drunk, so that she was an easy lay. She didn't pass out. She just went limp. It's not epilepsy, the same doctor said. He was a doctor who said she just had a cold and sent her home when she turned yellow and nearly died of the spinal meningitis, that one that left her paralyzed. She had to keep up in regular school classes, doing gym, typing, all the places where she failed physically because she had been maimed and was pretty blind. Her life was fucked because she just couldn't keep up. No cripples were running around the halls. Those people dropped out. No one was in school acting like her, and she was too different. She had to leave town again and went back to finish her senior year, back at her dad's place in tobacco land how did all this in her how did how she did all this in her senior year I'll never know her auntie told her where she could find her old man he was a drunk he was down on the corner with the other bums she went to the sidewalk and picked him up and he was happy to see her she had never did live with him And she took him into her little apartment and listened as he pleaded with her that he would never drink again. She took her father, went to school, tried to feed him, but of course, all of this he told her was lies, lies, lies. And the old man was drinking up everything, ruining everything. But finally, a savior arrived. She decided to marry a nice white army boy who had to leave pretty soon for basic training. Perfect. She would be a military wife, base to base around the U.S., and Uncle Sam. Why not? It turned out that Mr. Whitefather was a soldier, gambler, racist, and alcoholic. One time when she was nine months pregnant with White Baby Junior, Mr. Re, Mr. Protector, husband refused to ride from, quote, a carload of N-words. They had stopped in the 102 blazing sun in one of those ugly Iraqi desert, desert army military towns bombed out during our civil war in the southern USA. "'Excuse me, does Mrs. Pregnant Face want a ride?' The military jeep black man asked as the dust swirled around them all in a cloud. Mrs. was bulging her mucus plug at the full nine months, and her feet had been missing for two months, and that's what showed on her body frame. "'No, no, get in,' Mr. White said. "'Yes, please.' no get going mr white said yes please she said shoving her way in and everyone was shocked her her husband had to jump in to save face she had shamed him in front of a bunch of n-words and gone against him in public he was confused and confounded he had to hit her plenty waltzing her around the room when he got her home for that little display of unladylike military wifey behavior and he told her look When you're going down the road and you see these N-words on the road late at night, swerve the car and try to run them down. Horrified, the marriage ended right then and there. He told me that if I ran them down, somebody might just pin a medal on him if he killed one. Delilah spent fearful years trying to get away from this good-looking nigger, n baiting soldier this man who would not father parent his son even for a night the derelict delilah looked outside at the segregated south the fountains and the separate doors for blacks and whites on the military bases where she and mr righty whitey had nearly run over black farm hands returning from fields she married a mer- murder and she knew and she had said this that she despised all whites for this ill treatment it's she was scared for herself for having her thoughts leap right out of her head she kept her head down and her mouth shut for a while she had become identified with them and she was scared she said i guess you could say I spent a lot of time alone. I knew it wouldn't be good if anybody knew how I really felt, and she planned her escape. A journal entry sealed her fate forever as a person not accepted by either race. Quote It was in 1959, the southern states fought against this hate like civil war it was hard to see those black kids being spit on shoved and knocked down i couldn't believe how much i hate hate whites and rage and hate is inside me end quote they were just people trying to live without fear is how she screamed at the tv and her husband hit the roof he threw her and slapped her as a and lover and that was it and later she said Quote, I saw the changes that coming. Ignorance was being washed away and people were murdered. Great Malcolm and King and Kennedy and now we have Obama as president. But I got to see black people go all the way from the lunch counter to being president. Even to see my own mother come to accept a black priest from Africa and her own biracial grandchild. So many great souls came to assist this change, and I did whatever I could in my own way. I was part of it too. Over her lifetime, my sister Delilah would have 15 primary love relationships with men, but this first marriage set the tone. She had her heart broken in love right away Mr. Perfect White Man was a cheater, killer, gambler, and wife beater, and she was forced to call her mom. She told mom, I'm gonna have a baby and I live at a military base. Mom wanted to know right away, did you have to get married? As she regretfully helped rescue Delilah and moved her daughter into one of the 59 apartments she had over her lifetime. No, I didn't. Is that all you care about? Unfortunately, yes, and awful was that truth. She refused her money, gambled, and she was not prepared. She had hoped for more. She told me, The reality of my life was pretty shitty and painful. After all, I'm just 26 years old. My life should be beginning. God knows this has to end. Pregnant, broke, I can't blame anyone. But it was all so unfair. At the bottom of the heap, at the end of the line, on p- one person who drank Tetley Orange Pico tea at her kitchen table said Hey you know what? This listening to you Quote I bet you could tell cards you're a psychic end quote Bingo Delilah had found a path where some talent, some good information, and well-being could happen for her in the safety of her own home and on her own terms. She found a career, despite her husbands, who all loved her and left her with child and no money for jack shit. Going on welfare and taking handouts when she could, as one man or another managed to move in and out on her, was the economic setup of our culture, is most happy with for single women with children. Yeah, that's the picture we want. It's horror. Not exactly prey. She did enjoy some of them, but by and large, she put up with them for cigarettes, coffee money, and always hoped for safety. Somehow in the tea leaves, she found a little life in there for herself and for, her, for them. People flocked to her new base in town. She didn't have to put up a sign. Wanderers all ended up in the same lost places. Everybody knows that. The saving spirituality is all there really is, right? She crooned to me, happy as a clam to help in a world gone stark, raving mad. End of that chapter. Oh boy! Part three. Mom is Dragon. Mom Emmeline. Chapter one. The visits. I went to see Dragon Mother every day while I was in town. My intention was to get a good walk-in and visit her every day in the early afternoon and walk home for supper with Delilah. Perfect. That's a 3-4. I'll do it. I cried out, all pleased with the plan for my own mental health and sanity while seeing and pleasing my aging relatives. Oh, I was making karma points, right? Everybody was happy. Mom would be a visit every day, give me a chance to walk and breathe some air. I have to make it, I have to make it, repent, forgive, repent, forgive. And Yogini teacher was able to keep me in some form twice a week, Workout, keep going, I can't believe it. I act as if on holiday, planning this and that, it was fab. Now that I'm on a blood pressure pill, like anything right. Me, health problems, and nah, I did manage to get home and see all my doctors. Oh, I'm pressed. I place affirmation all over the mirrors. My favorite is, I like it when you take care of yourself. <laughs> it's long enough for me to feel my ribs let down. Delilah and I say the same thing over and over. Circular conversations about... Did the port work or not? Blood, good, low, fever, but doesn't mean anything. Numbers, results, good, bad, news, meds, this, that, ate this, couldn't eat that. Circular is the conversations the loving have when involved with serious, meaningful shit, life and death. One more test, one more doctor, one more change of treatment, and on and on. Checking each other's memory. It's so boring. It's so boring and really so meaningless and heartbreaking because you can't bear the nowness knowing the outcome. After a few times on the wheel of life and death, you think I could learn not to fight nature's plan for us but to embrace it and feel at home. All I can do is keep coming back, like the yogi says, ashamed of more dense fog. Anyways, I want to be done with death. I don't really want to be there but I will if she wants me at her side. I don't know what to do. I feel cold and the wind blows so hard. I've made all i have this, I'm all ready and I'm placed for her death, everything is ready. I don't feel much compassion. I let go with so much affection. Well, I don't know, am I supposed to hang on or not hang on? I really can't cry and bawl in front of her now and I don't get the meaning of things until days later. What has become so clear to me in the first time in our lives together as sisters that she has always been disabled. Like, I never got this before. Disabled is not a word used in the 1950s. She was a freak then. Disabled as in very crippled up. In spite of living, she dreaded making it. It's hard for her to feel good or love. She was shunned, picked on, and harangued. She staggered with muscle weakness and narcolepsy where she would collapse in an epileptic seizure with frothing of the mouth in school halls and it became known she, that she was really fucking sick. It wasn't epilepsy. Everyone th- thought she was drunk. She missed a year of high school crawling around our shitty apartment postage stamp floor, pulling herself up on furniture to learn to walk again. the kerchief she wore around those black curls. I wish I could remember from the photograph. In her dream journal she wrote in 2012, last night I dreamed about him again. This time I was telling him to go away and leave me alone, the same bullshit. This time he was riding a white horse. I felt sorry for the horse. I met another man who was helping me get away from him. I was very hard because he would show up a lot, the first, the first him. I was disabled like I am now with narcolepsy. I was with people who were helping disabled people to live normal lives. There was a man who was having trouble with his problems. I was trying to help him, but we fell for each other and ran off to be together. I should have known better. Then he, w- then he couldn't stand my disability, and he left me. I was heartbroken. I don't understand love much at all, she said. I think it's going to be a big lesson in lives to come. There's so much to learn. Love should be unconditional, but it isn't. Very often with humans or any people you think you love, then you get hurt over and over, and then you have to get away from the person. Hate can be the opposite of love. Better to leave and not stay to hate. What is worse is indifference, could care less, the numbness, still trying to get to the open-heart thing. Shit, if she still ain't trying, when I'm on my way to hell and back in the line, I had the nerve to admit. Delilah lived to understand her dreams at night and her energies during the day. Who could she help, guide? Who needed her? Although she served the poorest and the sickest of God's creation with a gentle smile on her face out of her social class and the confines of her kitchen table. Not one else knew this. This was her power, her faith, and her handshake. Chapter 2 Disabled Disabled not Delilah. She became a big house prop, my mother said. I can't ever help you because you'll rely on me. She didn't touch the crippled child. She could never help a crippled child up off the floor and wouldn't even feed her. My mother hated that Delilah was a burden cripple and said so. Don't touch her. I flung her around in circles, holding on to the furniture, even holding on you, grabbing you. I almost fainted when she said that. I knew I had become invisible because I got a cold, bright, white shock throughout my body, and I knew she cleaned me of that memory, and she made it real. What? That's true. The fear of her subsided then. Huh? She was our babysitter while Ma worked for three years. I was confused when I saw Delilah on the couch. Didn't she die already, I thought? When I walked by her, I thought she was dead. I just wondered who is the one, all yellow, on the way layaway bed there. Did she die? Where did they take her? Did her soul go to the Catholic or Protestant heaven? I can't see. No one will talk to me when I come home from school. No babysitter now that Delilah's dead. I'm dead too, right? Emmeline Claims Ownership my half-sister came from a white middle- class upbringing in tobacco field in the tobacco fields of Connecticut. She was an honor student and well on her way to a successful young lady's life of that time. At 13, at her eighth grade graduation, she was kidnapped by our mother. I think I read this before somewhere. she was kidnapped by her mother let me stop here